0: You can balance a serious financial goal while still having a good life.
1: That was like this huge, enlightening moment. I was like, oh my gosh, I could buy my own freedom. Mm-hmm. The way that it looked was probably so crazy.
0: Just taking the first step will start you on a journey that you have no idea where it'll go, but you're gonna be so happy.
1: Welcome to the Rad Money Podcast. I'm Rebecca Brooks.
0: And I'm Dylan Pollock.
1: We're Rad Coaches. We are partners in business and in life. And welcome to this first episode. Very first
0: episode. Yeah. How exciting is this? Rebecca's been wanting to create a podcast. I have. For over a year. Oh, over yeah. Year. I'd say nearly since the beginning of us starting our business. So this is exciting that it's all coming to fruition now.
1: Yeah. A really great place to start would be to tell you a little bit about ourselves and talk about honestly, just why you shouldn't even care about what we have to say. Yeah,
0: like a, anybody can create a podcast, but why do we have the chops to back it up?
1: Yeah, so I highly recommend you like following us on social media and stuff so you can like further get to know us. But I think it's really important for uh, listeners, clients, everybody to just know what we've been through. And I think that also like really helps people know not only like, should I take this person's advice, but also are they really going to get me and get my perspective.
0: Yeah, I think two things that really come to mind when you say that is like one, we don't just talk the talk, we walk the walk. Like we practice what we preach and everything that we share with you, we are doing ourselves. And then also, we aren't the people who started off in the finance industry. You'll learn this about us like we came from totally different backgrounds so like we became experts because of doing. And because we did all the research and we tried to figure a lot of things out.
1: I think when people like try to give me advice, I'm like trying to decide, is this person broker than I am before I take their advice? And there's your first tip, guys. Do not take financial advice from people who are broker than you. (laughs) Take advice from people who actually know a thing or two and have accomplished and done what you want to do are doing what you want to do. And that applies to like any part in life, right? But I think finances are just a really interesting one because it is so taboo. So it feels like our kind of our choices are limited of who to take advice
0: from. Oh, yeah. And and I think everybody's an expert as soon as you start to talk about it. It's just like going on a diet. It, Everybody
1: it, has their opinion. It's
0: like, oh, if you become a vegetarian, everybody's like, where are you going to get
1: protein? protein? Oh, yeah. It's like,
0: oh, all of a sudden you're the health expert. you know the it
1: is. The same yeah. thing is true with
0: finances. As soon as you say, I'm trying to get serious with my finances, all of a sudden yes. everybody's an expert, even though they probably aren't. It,
1: yeah, <laughs> exactly. And we're all just speaking from our own like personal experiences. So we're not hating on people, like trying to just do their best and give advice based off of what they know. Mm -hmm. But it can feel kind of hard when you're on the receiving end to know what to do with it, right? So I think that that's really where the big thing is. So we really just wanted to start this with, yeah, talking to you about why we feel like we have a leg to stand on here, why we've gotten into this business to begin with. And um, a lot of it really boiled down to choices. yeah, Choices that we made at different points in our life mostly as a couple and as business owners, to live a, a different life than the norm.
0: Yeah, I think there's a lot of like, you get a raise, you get a, a new car, or, or you get a bigger home, and there's these standard things that we think that you're supposed to do in life. And we started to question, but just because I made more money, do I really need to be doing these things?
1: Yeah, and so that's one the way I think that we really want to empower listeners and you is to Let you know, like you always have a choice. I think that this is where finances can be a little bit intimidating and people feel like, well, I I wasn't dealt a good hand. I've got these things that are really holding me back. And yes, you probably, you might have really big challenges, but you always have a choice in how you deal with those challenges. And that has been something that has gotten me through my entire life. And it's so powerful to say every choice that I make, one thing that I say all of the time, Every choice that you make, every action that you take is going to move you closer to or further away from the life that you want. And so that was something that, especially when we first like got engaged, that was one of our first big choices that we made was we wanted to have a relationship that was strong and stood the test of time. And so we started to look at all of our choices that we were making financially through that lens of how do we set our, our marriage up for success?
0: Yeah, it was one of those things we understood that, hey, okay, our relationships getting serious. So how do you how do we avoid getting the divorce, right? Like, that's essentially what we were trying to do. And we understood that, hey, money is a source of problems for a lot of relationships. So we thought, okay, there's a lot of things that life will throw at us that are just totally unexpected. But when it comes to money, we can figure out how to manage. We can control way. money. Yeah. and Like so we, we
1: make the choices of what we do with our money. <laughs> yeah. And,
0: and, and so we started to really look at that and say, okay, what are our obstacles right now? And the first thing that was our obstacle when we first got engaged was we both had a debt. And a lot of it came from me. I had a bunch of student loan debt. I think I had almost thirty thousand dollars worth of student loan. More debt.
1: yeah, more. Yeah. yeah. And
0: then I had a car loan. Rebecca had a little bit of student loan debt as well. And it mm-hmm. you had already paid off your, your Jeep by that point. By that but, point
1: I had paid off my Jeep. Yeah.
0: But yeah, like it was like, okay, a lot of our a lot of our cash every month is going towards payments. And actually when we first got engaged, like money was really tight. We had just moved across the country. We had
1: just spent everything moving across the country. And we moved to the middle of nowhere. There weren't really many other employers than who we had moved there to work with. And it it also came out that like that didn't seem like it was the most secure place of employment. So we were both relying on this business that didn't seem very stable and we had just gotten engaged and it was just like, we're... Officially, we're building a life together.
0: Exactly. So,
1: how can we set ourselves up for success? So, that was the biggest thing. And we really started to look at everything that we brought to the table. It, like the conversation just got really detailed at that point. Mm-hmm. You know, it had been a little bit surface until then. It took us feeling like we had our back against the wall a little bit, but that we had something to fight for. Right. Like, yeah. We had been like working in the outdoor industry and traveling and like doing stuff like that. But it was the first time that we really saw that we could really achieve something bigger. And that being financial freedom, that was that first step towards taking massive control over our lives.
0: Right, yeah. And I think if we're talking in terms of choices, this kind of the theme of today. So the first choice was, hey, let's get serious about finances. And the second choice was, how do we eliminate this debt? Because ultimately every month we were putting I think upwards of 700 to to $1,000 towards payments. And it was Easy. like, man, what could you do? What could we do with that? Because we came out to the West Coast and the biggest thing for us was seeing the outdoors, climbing the mountains, seeing the coast and doing a lot of exploring. And we wanted to do that, but a lot of money was disappearing every month. So we had to figure out how to manage that.
1: One of the first choices that we made w- with the debt to pay it off was how do we free up cash flow? That was their biggest thing because what do you do about it? And so we mm-hmm. taught ourselves about debt snowballs. So we created kind of our, our own hybrid. We called it our debt hit list. To be able to really make big moves, to pay it down aggressively, we knew we had to free up some cash flow. And so when we first moved out to Washington, we had moved into this really beautiful lake house. Yep. And again, there, there really weren't a lot of places to live out there. But then we ended up finding this place that was closer to work, and it wasn't as is nice.
0: No, it was. It was. You know, we had a lot of space at the other house. We were on a lake. All of a sudden, we were in a neighborhood, and the house backed up to the highway.
1: Yeah. So I mean, you know, we made some sacrifices there, but we saved half of our.
0: Yeah, we cut the rent in half. Cut our rent in half. Incredible.
1: Um, and so that was so key because that choice right there, honestly, not only did it like allow us to pay off our debt faster but it allowed us to be able to do more of the things that we wanted to do. Because mm-hmm. that was a big thing that we weren't willing to sacrifice when it came to paying down our debt and being really aggressive with our financial goals, is that we knew that we had to balance that with our adventures, with our travel. And and so if we hadn't cut down on our living expenses, the way that we did, then we would have had to get rid of travel. And that just wasn't
0: no and i think you have
1: to make those choices yeah
0: exactly and so that's like one thing is people think to themselves oh i got to have the house or i got to have the car but Mm -hmm. is that really going to bring you the most happiness and to us like the biggest thing was yeah i want to get out of debt we want to get out of debt but we also want to be able to not feel tied down to a particular home like we want to just have a home base where we can go and have all these adventures from and be able to have the flexibility and freedom to say hey where do you want to go this weekend? Let's fill up the car camping gear and go to the other side of Washington or go down the Oregon coast or whatever it was. It gave us
1: so much freedom.
0: But it allowed us to do both those things, like one big goal of eliminating debt and the other of enjoying our life. And it is all about, we believe firmly, this is one of the things that we learned at that moment was that you can balance a serious financial goal while still having a good life. But then you have to ask yourself, what choices can you make so that you can do
1: that? Because you, you can't have, to get so you can't have everything. You have to get so honest with yourself. and You really have to know yourself. And this is a thing that we really work with our clients a lot is like looking at that budget, like it's not this limiting thing, but it is a way to say like, hey, I've got money going over here and that's just not bringing me as much joy and I want to do these other things that I know fill my cup, like truly fill my cup. Mm-hmm. And so we were so aggressive at cutting down stuff that would just did not mean anything to us really. And um, putting that money into things that helped us get through our debt journey faster. Yeah. So that those were really big, big steps. I think the next choice really was how we decided to pay for our wedding.
0: Yeah, uh, well, we, we paid for our wedding
1: Cash, cash totally like
0: We paid the majority of our wedding costs, and so we decided that we were going to keep it really tight. It was a tough decision; it was hard. To we had
1: to have a wedding out of state. Yep. We, so we had family that couldn't travel from Texas, so we were planning a wedding from Washington down in Texas. So, like already, you're hearing price it's, sound like expensive.
0: Figuring out logistics while you're in one state and then. Uh We had to fly down once and a couple
1: times. I went down a couple times, but yeah, I mean, we thought about eloping. I I still kind of wish we had, (laughs) Uh, but everybody says the wedding was great. It was super fun. I mean, I had fun. It was best. Yeah. But it took a lot of intention and thought and planning and negotiating with family members to Mm -hmm. get the wedding that we really wanted because we refused to set our financial plan back.
0: Exactly. We did not want to walk away with debt.
1: We refused to take on debt. We absolutely refused to. And we knew that the wedding was mostly for friends and family. And so we said, okay, here's the thing this is our budget, and like all in wedding and honeymoon. And we ended up matching every dollar that we spent on the wedding, we spent on the honeymoon. (laughs) And I would not change anything about that. But we kept the whole thing. I think it was 10 grand total for everything. Right. Um, And we just, because we were really, again, really intentional with our money, we were able to totally cash flow that. And so we didn't incur debt at all for it. And then just a couple of months later, we ended up. Finally reaching our goal of being debt free. I,
0: I think it was eighteen six. months from when we started the plan to yeah. getting totally out of debt and think paying it's like for the six wedding. Six
1: months from the wedding, yeah, was when we finally got. But
0: to- I mean, I, I again, like rolling back to that decision to move to that house was like, could you imagine doing all of that? in living in the original house, I mean, paying twice as much for rent. It, when we cut the rent in half, it we literally it really... went from
1: fifteen hundred dollars to seven hundred dollars.
0: Yeah, it was insane.
1: And it was, it was, it was fantastic. Was the house wonderful? No, it was not. It was very, very simple. It was small. It was old, but it worked. And it was, we knew it, it was temporary. And so right. that was, I think, what's, I think that's what's really important to remember there. But we would not have been able to do that especially with that balance in our life. Yeah. If we had stayed at the lake house. Yeah.
0: And and from there, the choices just became, okay, let's get really financially savvy and let's just start to build up a giant nest egg.
1: Well, I remember this day, like it was yesterday. Uh, All of a sudden, like we had finally reached our goal and things were starting to warm up. We're down in in Ashford, Washington, where we lived and we're walking down, I think it was the Carbon River. And- all of a sudden I was just like, oh my gosh, well, now that we just don't have this money going all towards our debt anymore. And in this process, we had all, we'd gotten raises, we'd gotten promotions. And I was just like, what if we just literally saved a year's worth of living expenses, like we could legit just quit our jobs. Yeah, <laughs> And if, I, I don't know even where it came from. i I had never thought that something like that would be an option. So to me, that was like this huge enlightening moment. I was like, "Oh my gosh, I could kind of buy my own freedom."
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it just—it's amazing that what happens after you each reach each milestone. Because yeah, I mean that—that that sort of thought would have never crossed their minds when we first started, eighteen months earlier. But all of a sudden, we could save up and we could do a bunch of traveling that we've always wanted to do. And, and during that same exact time, like we aren't just saving money; we're also investing. Like we started to aggressively invest as well.
1: There's a lot of financial advice out there saying stop investing or stop putting money towards your retirement while you get out of debt. I refused to do that. I absolutely like lined in the sand. I was like, there is no way I will. Ha- I have to, I'll find another way, but this five to 15% of my pre-tax paycheck or whatever was not going to make or break me getting to my goal. I moved temporarily instead so that future future rebecca like she didn't have anything to worry about mm-hmm. so being able to make those sorts of decisions is really key
0: we're thinking big picture too it's not just like oh let's save up a year's worth of money so that we can just take a big vacation there's, there's lot layers of, to this there's a lot there's, of layers there are a lot of layers to this as well yep
1: so we decided to save up a bunch of money and maybe we'd quit our jobs maybe not and at this point like we said, we had just gotten promoted. Things were going really well. So the mindset shifted to just creating new options for ourselves. Right. During this whole time, also, we had helped the business that we worked for get back to financially healthy as well. And so that was another big feather in our, in our cap that allowed us to be feel more secure in that while we were also more secure in our personal lives financially. Then after that, I guess the next big thing was... A couple years later, there was a government shutdown.
0: So we live in, uh, so let me rewind a little bit and let you know a little bit about Ashford, Washington. Ashford is a gateway community to Mount Rainier National Park. And during the winter, it's the only entrance that you can use to get and access the park during that time of year. And so when they go.
1: This is where we lived, yep. where we worked. And we were all right right there.
0: Yeah. And during the winter, I mean, we rely heavily on The weekend traffic, because no one's coming out during the week.
1: So you're talking about a very seasonal place already. And so it's the tight season where you just have the slower traffic in general. And then it goes from slower to no
0: Just like a screeching halt because no one's coming to the park. The gates shut. The
1: gates are locked. And no one's allowed to really
0: access the park. And so
1: local employees are getting their hours cut. Right. Rangers are getting furloughed.
0: Right. And we're hearing everything on the news, but we're also witnessing it in our, our community. And we actually we hired more people this winter for our business because we know that like the the weekends can be so busy that it's extremely stressful on a small staff. But all of a sudden, all these hours we promised and extra people we hired were like, hey, we're gonna do our best that we can, but we can't keep everybody on for the amount of hours that we originally thought this winter. And that would suck because here we are, we're totally fine financially. Like we've gotten to this point where we've saved up so much money that we're becoming recession proof. Yeah, it's like, oh, we got laid off. That's That's inconvenient, but we'll figure it out and then money would not be a stressor anymore. So we started to notice money has really changed our lives to a point of like, we went from being totally stressed out when we first moved out to Washington, trying to figure out how to pay off debt too. Money's no longer a problem in our our lives, but- It
1: was a problem still in everybody else's and everybody around us was struggling to figure out, even if I'm just furloughed, missing that paycheck for even just a couple of weeks came really be problematic for people. Exactly. I'm not able to pay my rent or groceries or, you know, whatever. And it was happening to everybody in the community. And so just to now see that through a new lens, because we were on the other side of it, but knowing how that was really hurting people, right. we did our best. I think we got through it really well. And thankfully, again, we had gotten like even that business back up to a healthy position. So we were able to to make it work and nobody felt it too bad. But at the same time, it was just, yeah, it was amazing to see it through that new lens. And that's when...
0: That was a spark.
1: That was when we really felt like this just became an absolute calling. And we made the choice to really pursue financial coaching and to help other people be able to be on this side of it.
0: Yeah, I think I remember coming home from work one day and you had said, hey, I found this course where we can become financial coaches.
1: So we started to learn just as much as we could about financial coaching. We weren't sure what it was going to turn into. But we really just felt like this was just a calling and it was something that we really wanted to start to help people in our community and just closest to us. And and so we did. I mean, we started coaching just friends and family through negotiating their salaries and this is how you invest and this is how you start to save money and think about this and think about that. And it really just started to become this thing that we started to dream about more and more. And then finally, we just made the choice to quit, quit our jobs.
0: <laughs> yeah, we'd always and, wanted to enjoy a summer in Washington State, and yep. uh, we—it's always the busiest time of year when you work a seasonal business. So we decided we're gonna end our—we're gonna quit our jobs at the beginning of the summer so that we can enjoy. The best time of year in Washington and the Pacific Northwest.
1: Yep. So we, once we had decided that we booked it to Alaska and spent a ton of time all over the Pacific Northwest before fully launching this business. And we've just been doing it ever since. And it's just been choice after choice after choice. I mean, you know, we could talk about how more recently we had the choice to either Take full-time work to get through the pandemic easier or to give up our apartment and move in with family. Yeah, and that was
0: a that was a very hard choice. But if we decided if we can continue to work full-time on the business, we'll be able to impact more people's lives and to keep growing faster. And so like on the outside, it was like we're taking a step back, but really we're thinking about the future.
1: Of well, so we made the choice to, instead of taking full-time work, to give up our apartment And to move in with family so that, yeah, we could stay focused on the business and not worry about all of those expenses. So, again, we made that housing choice. Housing is you can get creative with housing. uh, You you
0: really can. That should be a whole other episode at some point.
1: But the biggest thing was making that choice to not give up on this because it means so much. And it's so important just for the world around us. So we were willing to make that sacrifice so that we were able to to stay focused on this and nurture this.
0: So we made the choice to move in with family because it was an opportunity. Like not everybody gets this opportunity. Let's take it mm-hmm. and continue to build this business and help more people because this is an incredible, incredible business.
1: It It's life changing. It's incredible to be a part of other people's journeys doing the same incredible things that, that we were trying to do, but helping them do it even faster and have it be so much easier for them than it was on our own. We spent so much time having to teach ourselves and, and get to a point where we felt really confident in all of these choices that we made. But I think that it's just really interesting too, because at the same time, I think it's really interesting to look at it from the lens of the people from outside of just us and the way that it looked was probably so crazy
0: oh very chaotic i mean the, the
1: way that people probably judged us like why would you live in that house versus the nice lake house why would you not want the big wedding why would you live with family instead of just getting a job i'm sure that it looks pretty crazy but i would not trade places with absolutely anybody
0: no like when you look back from our point of view it's like all the dots are connecting perfectly and things worked out for a lot of reasons. Uh, moving to the smaller house saved us $700 and that, that was like $700 a month that we could use for travel and fun. And paying for the wedding cash allowed us to not have to think about payments years down the road like so many people have with their wedding. And and then moving in with family allowed us to just be able to- Stay continue, focused. Stay focused stay, and continue okay. this business.
1: Yeah, and it's been really fantastic. I think the biggest thing is it really circles back to that idea of every choice you make and every action you take just moves you closer to or further away from the life that you want. That has absolutely been our North star kind of a motto of, is this building the life that I truly want, or am I doing this because maybe other people think I should, or because I just don't know how or whatever, but making sure that just every choice that you make, from the really small decisions to the really big ones. Uh, is actually putting you on a trajectory towards the vision that you truly have for yourself. And now, like you're saying, looking back, you know, I just think about past Rebecca and Dylan and all of those things that they've done for us to be where we are now. And it's just trippy because I would never in a million years have thought that it could actually be this good and that it could feel this good to be like living my purpose and helping people in this way.
0: I couldn't agree more. I could never imagine how this would have all taken place. I think about the first conversations we talked about with finances. We sat down, talked about our debts, like how are we going to manage money? And you were like, I want to be a homeowner. And I'm like, I can't even think about a home. I'm $30,000 worth of student loan debt. Like it was just, what? A house? And now I think I want to be, I want to get into real estate as an investment option and be a landlord. I talk about a total, total shift in mindset and just beliefs in myself, just because we took that first step and said, let's make sure we take finances seriously and let's start with getting out of debt. And if you're listening to this, literally just taking the first step will start you on a journey that you have no idea where it'll go. But if you start to get serious with it, you're going to be so happy that you took the step.
1: And it becomes choice after choice uh, after that. And it's just this series where like, I like to say, like as you take that first step or make that first choice, then the next steps become a little bit more clear and you start to gain some clarity, but really just starting with that very beginning. You don't have to know all of the answers all of right course. now. But you do need to just start making those choices, deciding that you are going to reach for something bigger and you want more for yourself and that you're going to actually start taking action to do it. And so those are the choices that that we made. And to kind of recap, the first thing just being just deciding to not let our finances get in the way of our relationship. And completely control our life.
0: Yeah. And then creating a plan to manage the the debt in our life. That was like our biggest obstacle at the time. Yeah, I was doing so.
1: We decided, made those other decisions that supported it. Like saving on things that just weren't as important. Right. And then after that, it was how to pay for our wedding and keeping that budget in check with our, our bigger goals. And down to you know saving enough money to, to quit our jobs and pursue something bigger. Yeah,
0: I think that's something that we didn't really touch on too much was the fact that, that that money that we saved up ended up being the money that helped us transition into entrepreneurship and start this very business. If we hadn't saved that up, we wouldn't have been able to just go all in
1: we wouldn't be talking to you right now. Yeah, like we, it, it, we, we just we'd be wouldn't. going
0: slower, doing something totally different. Who knows? But the fact that we yeah. had saved up so much money gave us the ability to to quit our job confidently, take some travel, rest up, and then turn around and start a coaching business, helping people with their finances.
1: Yeah. So it's, it's just really cool. There's these moments in time, looking back at your life, I'm sure you can say the same. There are these moments in times where you've been able to make these choices that have put you on a trajectory these were ours. We really want to empower you to just feel like you can make better choices with your money. Everybody has room to improve. And we just want to empower you throughout future episodes of this podcast to teach you how to think about money, help you work through feelings and emotions, maybe some limiting beliefs, and just to really grow your understanding in the decisions that you're making, the choices that you're making, and help you really just get to that next level.
0: Yeah. So that money is in control of your life, but you're the one in control of your money. Absolutely. So, uh, how do we end this thing?
1: Thank you so much for listening. Again, I'm Rebecca Brooks.
0: And I'm Dylan Pollock. We're, We're Rat Coaches. coaches.
1: <laughs> this is the Round Money Podcast. We're so excited to be starting this journey with you. We hope you'll tune in next time. Thanks for joining us.
0: Don't forget to like and subscribe to this podcast and follow us on social
1: media. Bye bye.